Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Nina Ganguly's From Victim to Victory podcast, sharing stories of forgiveness, acceptance, and overcoming the anger, shame, and guilt of abuse. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, please email us at fromv2vpodcast at gmail.com. On this episode, I'm speaking with Stacy Walcott. Stacy shares about the day her three daughters were shot and how forgiveness was the only way to move beyond this extremely traumatic event. Stacy Walcott is a wife, a mother of eight beautiful children, entrepreneur and author of the book Three Girls Shot, A Mother's Tears, and an anthology, Find Your Happiness. She's also a public speaker, holistic spiritual advisor, and health and wellness coach. Stacy's passion is her mission work, and she is currently working with international organizations to help the homeless around the world. A percentage of all her income from her multiple businesses goes towards supporting her mission work. To learn how you can support Stacy with her mission work, contact her directly via stacywalcutt8 at gmail.com on Facebook and at stacywalcutt71 on Instagram. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited, not only excited, but honored to be speaking with my guest today, Stacey Walcott. She has an incredible story of, of forgiveness, and I'm just uh, excited for y'all to, to hear it. It is just, you know, stay on for the ride. That's all I have to say. Um, so, before we get dig deep, Stacy, I ask the same question to all of my guests. First thing is for you, what's the definition of forgiveness? The definition of forgiveness to me is letting go of something that's been hurting you or somebody that's hurt you or something is something to let go of the pain and release mm. it from your body. Mm. That's it's an important thing for people to hear about releasing it from your body. Cause I believe that there's like a mind, body, soul, spirit connection. Do you believe the same? Yes. Because when you have toxic things in your body, you can't function properly. And it does a lot of damage to our body that we don't realize. Mm. Anxiety, stress, panic attacks is not good to keep in. And um, fear, being scared, that's not of God. Like all those things is not of God. That's the devil. Those things are the devil. And what is the devil here to do? Destroy us. So why would we want that in our body? That's a good question, right? Like the question to ask when we're talking about this journey of forgiveness and healing is what do you want, right? Do you want the pain and the toxins or do you want freedom? It's a topic that comes up with every person that I've spoken to about, you know, when they've gone on the journey of forgiveness is what do you want? What are you willing, what, what's the price that you're willing to pay? Um, and I know that you, you just, you have such a powerful story of forgiveness. And I would just love for you to share, share, you know, what happened and just your journey. My forgiveness started with June 14th, 2018. My, my three girls were playing in a playground by my house. And apparently the target was in, in the playground with his daughter. Three men came by. And started shooting the playground. Wow. Um, 
they missed a target. There was 11 children in the playground and they got three of my girls. One was grazed by the head. She was um, seven at the time. The nine was one was shot in the right left leg. Um, and the five-year-old was shot two times in the stomach. I heard the gunshots. I was in my house. I heard the gunshots. And I said, Father God, my kids have been shot. My neighbor came and rang my doorbell and told me, you need to come outside right now. Your girls have been shot. Oh, my gosh. Um, for me, when I went out there to go see that, you see your children shot. No mother should have to go for that. No. Especially when you see your five-year-old, the smallest one, on the ground, shot twice in the stomach. Mm. I literally passed out. Um, they had to wake me up because they're like, Stacey, you have to wake up. You have to be strong for your girls because if you don't, we're going to lose the five-year-old. Oh, wow. Um, my five-year-old said to me at the time, mommy, am I going to die? I said, nope. You're strong like mommy. You're going to survive this. Just be with me. I know it hurts and mommy loves you. My nine-year-old, I like I'm a mother. There's three of them shot. So I can't like I'm trying to comfort the five year old. So I have other people in the community helping me. Mm. Um, uh, the neighbor was sitting next to my other daughter trying to calm her down. Um, another person was on the phone with 911. The ambulance came. I had to run back in the house to go get my health card, the kids health card. Another friend in the complex went and took my other kids to watch. Um, then I had to be in the ambulance. I went in the ambulance with my five year old. And my neighbor went in the ambulance with my nine-year-old. I like was hyperventilating. And then we went to Sick Kids Hospital. I can say the staff and the police and the ambulance people were amazing. Mm. The fire department, everybody pulled together. Um, the mayor was good. I got a lot of support. Um, when they they stopped, they said to me when I was in the ambulance with my daughter, they go, Miss, just be prepared that you're gonna be embodied with doctors and social workers mm -hmm. at one time. And they just swamp me all at once. I called my mother, she was on her way to meet me at the hospital. I called my older daughter, she was on her way. I called my son. Um, then my other daughter came in right after. So I'm like, you know, the principal at the school, they were good, Mark's Mark. Novus, he was good. Mm. He was, he came right, he heard right away and he came right to the hospital. I don't know, for some reason, when everybody heard the story, they knew it was me. I don't know why, <laughs> but everybody knew it was me. My phone never stopped ringing. Like they automatically knew it was my kids. Yeah. So I had the support. Um, like family members like left. Like, how do you explain to your kid's father that your daughters have been shot? You know, like, yeah. Like, you know, how do you explain to your mother that your kids have been shot? Three of them. Like, not one, three. That's you know? just, so, that circumstance is like unfathomable to most people. So at first, like I was still, it took a while for me before I started to cry because mm. I was in the state of shock. Right. So I think it took me at least a month. Like mm. I was trying to be strong for the girls. I was yeah. like up and down in different floors because one's on... The third floor, one's on the ICU unit, the five-year-olds in the ICU. Like, I'm back and forth, slept at the hospital. They were in the hospital for about two months before they released them. So, um, yeah, it was just one thing after the other. Yeah, I just, I remember hearing about the incident on the news and then, and then seeing and then not realizing that it was you because... I knew you at the time. We had met at uh, at a networking event, 
And um, I, I really cannot imagine what a mother goes through when that happens to not just one, but three of her children at the same time. And from, I'm going to say a senseless act of violence. Mm-hmm. How, how do you just, how do you deal with that from an emotional and psychological standpoint? How are you, how do you go through that process? Um, it took a while because even when it happened, I said, Father God, why me? Hmm. why did this have to happen to me my girls survived that's one thing I can give thanks to they all oh, survived thank you thank god they did um uh, my nine-year-old now she's 12 going to be 13 just now she still has fragments of the bullets in her leg because it exploded hmm. so, like she's into the athletics but it, it's still like weather um triggers it okay um the five-year-old has the scars and a nine-year-old had to have eye operation because even if the bullets um, grazed her in her head, it did something to her eyes that they had to correct it. Okay. So um, it took a while. So I just, it, I kind of like sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, okay, let me think. And how would, how would God handle this situation? How would Jesus handle this situation? Mm. So I'm like, you know, um, and I do believe in my God. I have a strong faith in my God. So I'm like, you know what? And I've always heard forgiving yourself. The anger is hurting you more than it's hurting the person. Mm. So I'm like sitting there and sitting there and thinking and thinking. I'm like, okay, how do we know that they're not suffering from depression? How do we not know that what, what was going through their mind right there and then? Because men and women mm-hmm. handle stress and things in a different way. The t- even the target, I had to forgive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what do you, why do you have these enemies that want to kill you? Like, what did you do to these pers- these people that they want to pick up a gun and shoot you? Not one shooter, two. Wow. And I'm like, these are young guys. These yeah. are young black guys. And I'm like, something has to be done because a lot of these shootings nowadays is young people shooting. They're angry. A lot of them are in the single household. They keep things bottled up. Mm. And you know, and we have to really sit down and think, what is going on? What is, the, like, the spiritual warfare? What is going on? So I'm like, you know what? I, I did. When they asked me, when the reporters asked me, do you forgive the shooters? I said, yes, I do. And they go, wow, that's a strong person to say something like that. I agree. And they said, that's a strong person. I, I rec- like, I commend you on that because I don't know if I could do that. You know, and mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I have to forgive them because we don't know what's going on in there. And I'm not here to judge anybody. At the end of the day, we all have to face God. Mm. That's his duty. I'm not here to seek revenge. I leave it in God's hand. They have to live with that conscience for the rest of their life. They shot kids in the playground. Mm-hmm. And some of them is a father. One of them the main target that ran away that disappeared for how many years? Cause they just caught him last year. Um, mm-hmm. He has a daughter, you know, he had a stepdaughter at the time. Now he has his own daughter. And when it came to the trial, they all did apologize to me. Every one of them apologized to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, Stacy, I, <laughs> it does. The reporters are right. It takes something. I mean, you know, f- for those who've heard the first episode, they know that, you know, I've forgiven my father for 
for abuse and things that he's done. I'm a very forgiving person, but I have to say, I, you know, I don't know what steps I would take if that was my child, you know, and I think it's just so commendable that you went right away to, to that place of compassion and empathy and understanding that for lack of a better word, hurt people, hurt people. Like something is going on to have someone do something as egregious as trying to, you know, go to a park where there's a lot of children, not just one or two. It's a, it's a park area. Um, Not thinking of the um, repercussions of what could happen. That's all you're right. There's a lot of anger there. There's, there's a lot of, things that happens in society that creates young men to be so angry. Yes. And a lot of them is speaking out, but nobody's hearing them cry. Mm. And it's not only young men that's getting into that. It's young women. They don't have people to talk to. And that's the sad thing. You know, they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to go and help them. And a lot of times, too, um, it's what they're eating. I've come to realize that, too, because I'm on a holistic health, spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And the food we put in our body is not proper. It's processed. If you don't put the right supplements, I mean the right supplements, not no Costco, not no Walmart. No, 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 because there's filter. Mm. The proper vitamins, invest in your health. Because it affects you. If you don't eat properly and put the right supplements, your brain is not going to function properly. It's so, what you're saying is so key. There, there is a holistic approach when you're taking care of self and getting, you know, coming from a place of, you know, understanding. It, it is a spiritual human being. This is my belief. <laughs> you know, this is my belief that us, it, it takes a spiritual human being to forgive the way you did, how quickly you did, how much you were able to step into the shoes of another. And that spiritual spirituality is connected to our bodies, right? There's, there's a, a relationship, like a symbiotic relationship. If our, if our spirits and our minds are not doing well, our body's not doing well. If our body's not doing well, our mind and our spirits are not doing well. And so, you know, I would love to hear more about your journey of this holistic approach, because just so that I can tell the listeners, I met you back in 2016, I think, at one of Paula's events. And just just the transformation that I've seen in you, just your way of being, your your the way you look at life, your there's a calmness to you. There's a shift in your energy. And I think that's so key with how you've been approaching this situation and what's been happening with your kids. So I'd love to hear about that and let the listeners hear too. Thanks. Um, So basically I've been on this quite a while. So I first started out with Herbalife and then I'm like, okay. And then essential oils and all these things. So, and I got into it more and then I got into writing. Writing is my passion. Writing is what gets me to heal. All the things that I've gone through in my life, I've talked about it in a book. I even, when the girls got shot, I made them write a magazine to get out what's keeping them bottled in. Because when we keep stuff bottled in, it damages us. 
connecting with my God more, um, trying to do things and see how he would speak. I'm still working on myself. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm mm-hmm. still working on myself and taking one day at a time. Um, how he would deal with it. How would he handle it in a loving way? You know, so I'm just like, you know, try not to react. There's people that will push your buttons. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to walk away from it. And I'm trying to, instead of keeping things in now, I'm just trying to tell people how I feel. If they take it their way, that's their business. I get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it bottled up. Yeah, it's, it's, there's something about, like, there's three different things that you said. One was, you know, th- what you're putting into your body, going to your spirituality and, you know, connecting to God and, and living in a way that you think how God would live and project themselves. I believe God is in everybody. I'm also, I'm very, you know, um, Christ conscious and, uh, you know, follow the teachings of Jesus. And so, you know, there's that saying right in the Bible when, when that he tells a story of someone who asked him, Oh no, it was, he doesn't tell a story. It was Peter who asked, who asked Jesus, how many times do I need to forgive somebody one time, two times, three times. And he says more than, then he says something like 66 times. And Jesus says as many times as, as it takes, as many times as it takes. And when I listen to your story, that is what I see a true Mm -hmm. demonstration of that lesson. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Jesus and God forgives us. Mm. Look how many times he forgives us. You know what I'm saying? So as I said, I'm not here to judge nobody. I leave them to God. I pray for them Mm. because they truly need some healing Mm -hmm. and they're hurting. And as I said, energy, I can pick up on certain energies. And when I see them on the trial, I can feel their energy. Mm. And they're hurting. I can feel they're hurting. Yeah, that's, you know, it's when you pray for someone from that perspective, because I've done the same thing. I mean, I haven't been in the same situation that you've been in. So I I don't want to diminish your situation or say I understand. But, you know, when when people, everyone gets hurt by someone, you know, in some situation. And, you know, I've done the same thing. I've I've said to God, okay. Me being angry, me being upset for my, any more longer than this is not working for me anymore. And I'm going to pray for them because when you pray for someone else's happiness, right? Like when you're paying, praying for somebody else's happiness, even though they've hurt you, there's a release for them and for you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and I think it's so important for us to be able to, it takes something to be able to step into somebody else's shoes. And there's something so important that you said as well, which is, it's not, you're, you're not here to judge. You're going to let, you know, you're going to let God take care of that and you're going to take care of you. And I think that's just, it, but that's really difficult for people. Mm-hmm. How did you get to that mindset, Stacey? I, honest to God, I don't know. I guess I was sitting there in this thing. Okay, I have my children. My girls, my kids have to look up to me. Mm-hmm. And do I want them to see that the mother's angry at this? Like, you know, and that's all they're going to, oh, my mom was angry. And this is how my mom dealt with the situation. No, I'm trying to teach my kids to mm-hmm. deal with situations in a different way. I'm trying to teach them because you are your example of your child. 
you are your role model for your kid or they're going to go out there and find the wrong role model. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my children to find the wrong model as there's a saying, looking for love in all around places. I want my kids to come to me to look for the love that they need, not mm-hmm. to go all around places. I want them to come to me and talk to me and be open and say, okay, I'm just going to say, mommy's not happy with that situation, but you got to do what you need to do for yourself. Right. You know, so I want them to see in a different level that certain things you can do, this revenge thing, leave it to God. Mm-hmm. You don't have to retaliate for everything because it's just going to retaliate and it's never going to end. And I'm trying to break the cycle. Beautiful what you just said there, breaking the cycle. And yes, revenge and retaliation usually doesn't end up in any positive result, you know? It never does. No. And Oh, just being that, that model for your children. How are the girls, by the way, how are they doing psychologically? Um, they're taking one day at a time. Um, they're still traumatized. I still have nightmares. They still have nightmares. Mm. It doesn't help that we're still in the complex where it happened, mm. but I'm working on moving um, because the, the trauma still affects us. Mm-hmm. But I just keep telling them to pray and just put their trust in God and he will heal our wounds. Mm. Yeah. Forgiveness really does start with healing, right? Healing the wounds. Just before we came on, we were talking about, you know, I was, I was telling you how much I've just noticed the transformation in you. And one of the things you were saying and talking about with regards to this journey, some of this journey started with the inner child work and, and healing old wounds. What's that been like for you? I'm still working on my inner child. I'm still working on my self-love. I'm still working on myself. Because it's a process. We need to work on ourselves all the time. So um, I'm working on it and I'm continuing to work on it. I know mm-hmm. I still have areas to work on. Uh, it, I'm just letting you know, <laughs> it never ends. My opinion is that when we stop working on ourselves, that is the time when our maker calls us back <laughs> to where we came from. Until then, it's a journey of continuous change. Have your, have your girls forgiven the shooter? You know what? They don't like me to talk about it too tough. I don't want to bring open wounds to them because they're not really open to talking about it yet. Mm. Um, so I try not to bring it because they're like, oh, mommy, do you have to talk about that? I don't want to hear about it right now. So I don't bring it up to them. Mm. Now, when they're ready to talk about it more, you know, because they have the scars. Of course. So they're never going to forget it. So I don't like want to bring that trauma to them again right now. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. It will take, certainly it will take time. They're so blessed that they have you though, to come to, and you have that perspective to help them, you know, walk through it so that they come out on the other end, you know, from a positive place, you know, I, you know, I can't imagine what they're, what they're dealing with. And so I have, I have a, I have a question for you. Um, What do you think, Life would be like if you hadn't forgiven, hadn't forgiven them. Um, honest to God, if, if I didn't forgive these shooters and the target, I think I would have a lot of anger in me. Mm. I think I would be more aggressive. Mm. And that's not good. And I don't like that. Mm. I used to have that before, and I don't want to go back that route that I can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so I so get it. I so get it. 
Um, I just, you know, honestly, Stacey, thank you so much for taking your time to share your story for who you are for your kids. You know, just the, the listeners don't know you have eight children and one more on the way, correct? Yeah. So, you know, just, just the model of who you are and what you're demonstrating to your children is phenomenal. I know when uh, we were, you know, having a little preamble before you were talking about, you were looking to create some sort of support system for the community out there. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Right now, I'm still working on the youth program. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a missionary work, working with young youths in um, Jamaica right now um, and in Toronto. And like, you know, like my passion is working with young kids. So I'm still in the works. I just need to get, I can't do it by myself. It takes a community village to put a stop to gun violence. So it's going to take, but I want the right people. I just don't want anybody and anybody on my team. Of course. Yeah. So for those of you who are looking, you know, to come together and support Stacy on her quest, uh, you know, reach out to her. Where can we, where can we get you, Stacy? Where can we find you? I'm on Instagram, Stacy Walcott on Instagram, um, Stacy Walcott.71. And then I'm on Facebook. And then you can email me at Stacy Walcott, the number eight at gmail.com. Awesome. I will put all of those things in the description. So everyone, whoever wants to reach you can do so. Again, I am just so honored and feel so blessed to, to know you, to, uh, you know, see the transformation and see just how beautifully you've been able to handle this situation. You're right. You could have been angry and it could have gone a completely different way. And you chose um, to forgive, which I can see in, in your face. I can hear in your voice that for you, it was absolutely something to give you peace. So thank you so much. And before we leave, is there anything else you would like to say to the audience? No, not, no, nothing else. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Stacey. I appreciate everything that you've done. All right. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Nina Ganguly's From Victim to Victory. Please follow us on Instagram and add us to your favorites on Spotify. Until next time, bye for now.